Hampton starts it out. Maybe a three on one. Right side. Hounding comes in with Colasar. Got to do it. He scores! Keegan Colasar puts the Knights in the lead. It's the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show with Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Now the Knights come out. Stone across the line drifting. Stevenson in with speed through the right circle. Back for Stone. He scores! What a setup! Vegas takes the lead. Two goals. Getting you ready for tonight's game live from T-Mobile Arena. We got uh, ready for a game. We got uh, the Ottawa Senators here in town against the Vegas Golden Knights, and we got a lot of fun ahead. Uh, Thanksgiving week is going to be a blast with the game tonight. And then the Seattle Kraken Friday before the Vancouver Canucks roll in for the reverse retro night on Saturday. So it's going to be jam-packed, a lot to get to. And if the Vegas Golden Knights, because those are three winnable hockey games, mm -hmm. when you look at the standings and competition, where everybody was last year, where everybody is this year, uh, it sizes up to uh, make some hay while the sun's shining, and it is shining for the Vegas Golden Knights off to a 15-4-1 and mark at couple of things going on tonight. One is Alex Petrangelo is going to play his 900th National Hockey League game. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's pretty awesome for Alex Petrangelo. We've seen this Golden Knights team perform really, really well in milestone games so far this season. So I don't know that uh, I'm expecting anything too different from Vegas tonight with Alex Petrangelo suiting up in his 900th. And it just so happens he's playing some of the best hockey that he's, he's ever played as a, as a Vegas Golden Knight. Morning stretch uh, for the Vegas Golden Knights. It was Mark Stone in the middle leading the process because he is a former senator and expect him to do something tonight because he always seems to do uh, something related to the scoreboard against his former team. Uh, he has a couple of goals, three helpers in three games against Ottawa uh, since uh, he came over to the Vegas Golden Knights. So that is going uh with a trend of his just recently as well. So the Senators are in town. That's great things. And he's playing his best hockey uh, since coming back from the back injury. Yeah, I think Mark Stone is kind of hitting a, another level, another gear. And, you know, Eichel and Stone together is, is proving to really be a dynamic duo. I think uh, Jack Eichel has been fantastic all season long. Mark Stone, the ability to find the back of the net recently has given that line a lot of confidence. And I think that, again, you know, you look at what they've been able to do so far and what's to come. It, it, gives, you, it gives you an idea of just how deep and, and how good that top line can be for the Golden Knights. Boy, the Ottawa Senators are not good on the road. <laughs> one win. One win in seven games away from Canadian Tire Center, and they get they get outscored. When the game seems to be on the line, like final five minutes, crunch time, mm -hmm. uh, you look at what Vegas has done early and late in periods, it's been a disaster for Ottawa, so an area to take advantage of that. Uh, Jack Eichel, he scored at least one point in 16 of 19 games over the course of his career. He's played Ottawa a lot because mm -hmm. of that uh, past with the, uh, the Buffalo Sabres, but... Uh, that is a player that has 11 goals in 19 games against the, the Ottawa Senators. So there's a few things lining up to make it a good night for the Vegas Golden Knights. Yeah, for sure. I, I mean, you know, for Vegas, it's, it's going to be, uh, and to me, against an Ottawa Senators team. If the Golden Knights are able to control the game, if they're able to kind of take away the, the offense that the Ottawa Senators are going to be looking for, take away the odd man rushes, take away, uh, you know, kind of a wide open neutral zone. If they're able to do that, I, I think that, you know, the Ottawa Senators are going to press, they're going to push, and they're going to leave themselves open to to a lot of unforced errors and mistakes. And for the Golden Knights right now, where their offense is, 
they're going to be able to convert on those chances. I, I do believe that. So uh, it, it is lining up to be one of those games where I think the Golden Knights offensively can really take it over. And if they do that, I think they'll be able to find two points tonight. When they met in Ottawa, second game of that five-game road trip, that ended up being a sweep for the Golden Knights. Mm-hmm. That game was a real matchup between two of the top rookies in the NHL. Logan Thompson for Vegas in goal and Shane Pinto mm-hmm. up front for the Ottawa Senators. Uh, Pinto leads all rookies in the NHL in shots, but he's cooled off considerably. And I was looking at the, the rookie point leaders. Mm-hmm. Nobody's really grabbing that mantle. Uh, Matty Beneers has been good, mm-hmm. very good, uh, with 11 points in his 18 games. Uh, then you've got uh, Michelli and Pinto. Like there's there's no nobody separating themselves. Yeah. And then you look at Logan who's 10 and 3. So we're, we're examined it's not as much of a battle of two rookies tonight because of Pinto falling off, mm-hmm. but I do believe that Logan Thompson has elevated his game to the point that he is he is right in that mix for a Calder Trophy consideration. Yeah, I mean, I think that we had to kind of see where Logan was going to be this this late into the season. Obviously, the numbers, the first ten or so games that he played, or eight or so games that he played, were were so so good. But right now, given that he, you know we're twenty games in, you're talking about a ten and three record, and you know the numbers look really good for Logan Thompson. Is if he can continue to strengthen his case and you don't have an offensive player or a rookie putting up astronomical numbers I think yeah. that there's a there's a path certainly for Logan Thompson to to get some love when it comes to the Calder Trophy. Well tonight's important because it's on national television. Yeah. It's a TNT game tonight. Uh, if you're looking for it uh, it'll be on that side. Uh, we'll be back with you on AT&T Sportsnet on Friday. You can listen to the game right here on Fox Sports Las Vegas not going anywhere but Having that audience and say things go great mm-hmm. and having talk and the boys uh, on the panel bringing up Logan Thompson. Yeah. These nights are like three games when it comes to exposure with that kind of audience and, and the, the, the national uh, viewing uh, attention that mm-hmm. goes with, with Logan Thompson. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I mean, I, I think that for Logan, he's you – know, probably going to have one of those moments one of those games and and i do believe logan's going to have a strong game tonight but i I think you know he's got a flair for the dramatic he's got um a a heightened sense of knowing when to kind of turn it on and i think you you mentioned a national game and you know his record has been so strong to this point i i wouldn't be surprised if we get a a dominant performance tonight from Logan Thompson. Let's get to uh, Bruce Cassidy at his morning media avail. And with this schedule lining up, it's a four-game week, which is the max in the National Hockey League. You're not going to see, unless something goofy is going on, Mm -hmm. you're not going to play five games in seven nights. So this is pretty much the max, uh, what the Golden Knights are going to face. uh, One on the road, and then this starts three in four nights at home for Bruce. Busy week, right? Like we Monday, we, we get in late. We don't practice yesterday. Obviously, we get in at three in the morning. So, is there a residual effect today? I, you know, I hope not. Hopefully, the energy's there. It might catch up to you later in the week. But I think when when you're playing well, um, you want to play as much as possible. Um, when you're not, then you want to fix things. And practice is usually a better better way to do that. So, I look at it. Um, that way we're, we're going well for the most part, relatively healthy, so let's get the games in. 
couple of back-and-forth affairs between the Edmonton Oilers and then the Vancouver Canucks, and this one fits that bill. Uh, we'll, we'll see Cam Talbot tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, that may have an influence on the game because over his career, he's been a thorn in the side of Vegas. So that will be, uh, when you look at all the game scenarios, that's the one that Vegas has to get over the most. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and I think a good start, obviously, is, is going to be a, a big key for the Golden Knights. If you can get to Cam Talbot early or if, if you can at least find the back of the net early on a couple of chances uh, against Cam Talbot, I think that that kind of goes away. Uh, but you're absolutely right. Cam Talbot has had great numbers against the Golden Knights in the past. Um, so for Vegas, it's, it's all about finding a way to, to kind of put that in the rear view, and the best way to do that is to score a goal or two early. Leads. Leads among the National Hockey League division leaders mm-hmm. right now. Vegas has a seven-point advantage over Los Angeles. Yep. In the Central Division, Dallas is two up on Colorado. Jersey, with their 13-game winning streak, they're playing tonight. They mm-hmm. can stretch it to 14. The National Hockey League record is 17. They're eight up. And Boston is nine. So Vegas is right among those other two teams have had incredible runs this year. Uh, you're pushing towards uh, double digits if you can rack up some some victories this week for a first place advantage. This this game tonight, mm-hmm. along with those two on Friday and, and and Saturday, could go a long way to giving yourself one heck of a cushion atop the division on Thanksgiving week. Yeah, I mean, banking the points is obviously what you want to do if you're the Golden Knights. I liked Bruce's answer in that. You know, this is a team that that all year last year battled injuries, and right now, for a relatively healthy Golden Knights team, uh, you're you're missing Nick Wad. Don't expect him to play tonight. But outside of that, everything else is is kind of going along right now for the Golden Knights. So you really do want to try to take advantage of that any, any way you can. So three and four nights, you'll you'll take these games right now because you know at the drop of a hat, things can look different if there's if there's any injury or health issues. Beat Ottawa in the Canadian National Capital. But it was really two games in one. The front half where <laughs> Vegas had a big lead, yeah. and then the second half where Ottawa tried to make a push and really put some uh, interesting thoughts into everybody's mind about a, a four-goal deficit turning into a win. But Vegas was able to lock it down. Here's Bruce on meeting the Senators a second time. That was a while ago. Um, obviously, we liked a lot of things about that game. We scored a lot of goals. Uh, we didn't play winning hockey for a stretch at the end of the second and early in the third, and you know it cost us. So, but we found a way to win. So that's part of it too, right? You gotta you gotta get through your bad spots. Um, we're hoping we're past some of that, but then we play in Vancouver, and some of the same stuff crept in. So we're still sorting through that. But another one we won. So at the, the, the end of the day, you win the hockey game. Uh, how you get there is part of the year-long process that we'll keep kind of grinding away at. Um, you know, we've strung together some wins. Ottawa, on the other hand, has had a tough go, so we've got to be prepared for a hungry hockey team and uh, get to our game quickly. Will Carrier had a good night that night, too. Like, There's not many evenings where he hasn't, mm-hmm. but uh, it's finding the score sheet has been um, very consistent. For Will Carrier, yeah, you, you mentioned finding the score sheet. He's, he's been phenomenal in the early goings, but... You talk about a player that just knows where to go and, and continues to go there, continues to play the right way. Uh, Will Carrier is always around the net. doesn't really matter what else is going on. He's going to find a way to bring the puck there. He's going to will it to a spot where you can score, and you know, right now it's going in for him. Talk to him today about the 
change with Brett Howden sliding down and centering his line. And we didn't get into Nick Waugh and what his future is. Waugh won't play tonight. Doesn't sound like he's going to play the uh, next couple as he recovers from an injury. Uh, Michael Amadio looked this morning like mm-hmm. he would dry in on that third line with uh, Paul Cotter and Phil Kessel. But we, we more talked about Howden and where where he's comfortable. And Will brought up something like makes sense that Howden's game is more suited for being between Colasar and Carrier, mm-hmm. where it's straight lines, it's going out, getting the puck back, creating some energy. And that happened against Vancouver, where Howden was incredibly effective on the forecheck. He he didn't have to worry about getting the puck back and, and giving it to a couple of uh, more skilled players. Yeah. And and Carrier mentioned that. Like that their DNA is to make stuff happen physically and bang some bodies and be very simple. Go to the front of that. Mm-hmm. Carrier's had a bunch of breakaways this year. He's, he, he said, I'd love to figure that out. But uh, everything's going in when he goes to the front of that. And he thinks Howden's game is more suited for, for their line. There is something to that. Yeah, I, I agree. And that's been, you know, one of the... One of the main reasons I've been calling for a change between with uh, Brett Howden and, and Nick Wass switching places. Why don't people places. listen to you? Why don't people yeah, listen to you? Yeah, why don't people? You've been calling for this and nobody's... Yeah, nobody's well, I'm saying, you know, you, I brought it up and you told me that it, it, there's not, not a chance because things were going too well. Well, and, they were, and then, then Wass well, right, went out, right? Right, exactly. But, you know, for me, it's worth exploring. And you also said I was being too hard on Brett Howden, and I don't agree with that because what I'm trying to do is put Brett Howden in a position where I think he can absolutely succeed and where we saw him succeed last year with the Golden Knights. His best hockey has been with Will Carrier and Keegan Colasar because... Because it is straight lines, because Brett can get to the front of the net and he can park himself there. He's not he's not easily moved. You have a, a you have Will Carrier and Keegan Colas are bringing the puck to the front of the net and Brett Howden there. I think it has the potential to do some real damage, and I'd like to see when Nick was healthy and available and ready. You give Nick Waugh an opportunity on that third line to build some chemistry with Phil Kessel and Paul Cotter or Michael Amadio, however it's, it, it shakes out, and you continue to allow Brett Howden to grow into playing with two guys that I think he can really play well with. Well, Colasar scored in Edmonton. Yep. I know it was a header Listen, off a shot from the point. They all and Carrier scored uh, the other night with a couple of goals. First time that he had the hat-trick watch in his National Hockey League career. We were monitoring that uh, on the TV side. So there's, there's something to it if that continues to go the way it has and it uh, is forecast that it could be another couple of games before Nick Waugh gets back in, you might see him slotting back into the third line as they continue to search for the right combination to get that thing going. It's not just a balance now and you look at the fourth line saying, well, they're not playing like a fourth line. They're more like a third line. Uh, The ice time has swung Mm -hmm. big time in the Carrier Colasar group's favor, and if if it uh, if it doesn't change with that third line, then they they will I'm sure look at that uh, that Nikwa uh, decision to put mm-hmm. him in on that on with uh, with Colasar or sorry with uh, Phil Kessel and Paul Cotter. I want to get to this whole camera thing, uh, whole uh, the, the glass the other night in Vancouver. The puck went around, it, it hits something, the camera lens, mm-hmm. and the, the lens framing bounced out onto the ice, 
and as Vegas scored, the referees looked at it, and Vancouver challenged for a missed stoppage. A missed stoppage is the whistle should have went. Sure. Should have been blown down at the time. It took away a goal. It was a weird play. It was different. You don't see that happen uh, when it comes to uh, waving off a goal, like from a, from a camera hole. Uh, so I, on, on my Twitter and my Instagram, I just took some video of how that works mm-hmm. if you're a still photographer and you're down there. And what happens if the play comes near you, you, you slide over this bigger piece of plexiglass that is uh, supposed to stop uh, anything from leaving the ice or s- some kind of wonky bounce. The camera's not supposed to stay in there. I talked to hockey operations in the National Hockey League, and, uh, and their response to me is basically uh, they put the sliders in place to close, to slide over when play comes to the corner near them. Mm-hmm. All right? Most do it. Some don't. But the photographer the other night had their camera in play. The lens was inside the glass. Mm -hmm. So it didn't just come around the glass and slide through that hole and hit the the corner of the camera lens. The lens was actually inside the field of play. That's a big no-no. You can have your credentials taken away for something like that. And I know that the camera uh, person... That night feels terrible about it, but uh, that's that's not gonna gonna happen again. And it was a ring around, so the play was in the other corner. But you still gotta be. You can't have the camera out there as the puck comes around the glass and c- could potentially hit it. So mm-hmm. uh, that's the explanation from from hockey operations. Is the camera was actually breaching the point where it crossed over and was inside the two hundred by eighty, and that's why it it hit the. Uh, and it hit the uh, the camera lens. The players, they don't like those those, those holes. Even with even with the slider in place, yeah. there, there's a bit of give there. And I, I know guys get their hands or their elbows. They they go through that hole all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, Chapman, you talked to a couple of guys where where arms have gone through. Like it it, it that doesn't happen as much. But I know hands and elbows will slide through where there's a little give, and and it could uh, it could be painful. It's cameras are very important. We yeah. need to see, we need great pictures. One to, guy to told me, our, we, but we do need great pictures to grow our game. But there's uh, there is a, a bit of uh, risk involved with it. Yeah, one guy told me that that his arm did get stuck in there yeah. one time, but he said it was the first time he'd ever seen a camera lens uh, yeah. get get hit. He said, you know, the the arm and, and hand thing happens a lot more than you'd think. He said, but the the camera thing, he, he'd never seen anything like no. that. And this is a guy who's played in the league a long time. Because the camera was inside. It was through that hole inside uh, the field of play. So just wanted to finish off that subject. And if you want to look at, uh, you've never been down in that area, uh, just what the photographers are dealing with, with taking a piece of glass out and then sliding that, uh, that piece over if the play gets uh, near you. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back with Bruce Cassidy's conversation this morning at the start of his media availability, which was dominated by Thanksgiving side dishes. I'm not making this up. Like, the first 35 questions were about Thanksgiving side dishes. Thanksgiving's tomorrow. And then we'll get into what you guys are thankful for with the Vegas Golden Knights and then the National Hockey League. It's one-timers. News and notes from around the National Hockey League next on Fox Sports Las Vegas. 
maybe a two-on-one. Petrangelo gets it. He shoots. He scores. It's time for one-timers. One-timers. Short-handed goal. Alex Petrangelo. Quick looks at some of the biggest stories of the day on the VGK Insiders Show. Some news right before Thanksgiving. The Minnesota Wild have acquired former Vegas Golden Knight Ryan Reeves from the New York Rangers. Reeves has been a healthy scratch the uh, last uh, number of games had uh, kind of fallen out of the rotation with the New York Rangers. So he is now a member of the Minnesota Wilds who you don't want to brawl that team. They got they got some ruffians. Yeah, I mean, they. I think they, they are looking for a little bit more of that hard-to-play-against um, identity, and, and Ryan Reeves certainly has that. I, I, I don't think that you're looking at, like, a ton of fights or anything like that for Reeves, but he's got energy. He's going to bring the energy on a night-to-night basis, and I, I think the Minnesota Wild could use that. TJ Oshie could play for the Capitals when they host the Philadelphia Flyers tonight. I haven't seen whether he's in the lineup. Uh, let's double-check okay. that because that's a, that's a big step back for TJ Oshie and the Washington Capitals. Uh, in the Atlantic uh, or Metropolitan Division right now, there there's three games under 500, hmm. but well within reach if they can get healthy. That, that's kind of like what I expected Boston mm-hmm. to be this year. Yep. Instead, they've been a wagon. But for, for Oshie, he's in the lineup. Yep, in the lineup, has an assist. The Capitals have uh, just one goal on the board. So uh, already making an impact in just four minutes and 44 seconds of ice time in the first period. Piotr Kochkov, a goaltender with the Carolina Hurricanes. He was 13-1, and I want to say, last year in the American Hockey League and then got called up when they had the rash of injuries in goal with Carolina and was good. He's followed that up in mm-hmm. being partners with Freddie Anderson. Yep. 5-0-2 this year, and he's got a new four-year deal with a cap hit of $2 million. Yep. Uh, impressive rise for a second-round pick. Yeah, good on him, obviously, for kind of making the most of his time in the AHL, turning that into a regular NHL gig and turning it into a brand-new contract. 5-0-2, that's not bad. He's 23 years old. He's got uh, life uh, in front of him with uh, with a big future, and he has his own translator. Yeah. Very well-known translator. Oh. Yeah. Andrei Sveshnikov. Oh, that'll work. That's pretty cool. When you, can have one of the, when you can have one of the stars of the team uh, as your translator, mm-hmm. uh, said Piotr, uh, and this is through Sveshnikov, so this is Sveshnikov's words. He said it's a big step in his life, and he's very happy about that. Yep. Added Sveshnikov talking about Piotr. He couldn't believe it at first. He still can't believe it. <laughs> like, I mean, we haven't had to deal with the, uh, the the translation thing because most guys come over, they can already speak uh, a little English. So mm-hmm. this this takes me back to the old uh, uh, days where you had the translator. The, the person at the podium would mm-hmm. speak for about three minutes, yeah. and then the translator would say, we play good. We wow. hope for better. Wow, okay. Yeah. And, and you're wondering, okay, what did they really say out there? Things were a little, the relationships weren't yeah, as uh, good. You, you, take, you take some license on what yeah. is actually interpreted and, and said. But, but the translator worked for, like, let's say, the Soviets at the time. Yeah. That was their translator. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't like yeah. somebody else that was doing it. Listen, I'm all for more Andrei Svechnikov, so uh, let's go. Let's go. Let's get into Thanksgiving. I've got your challenge yep. put towards you. What you're thankful for, BGK, what you're thankful for league-wide. But first, 
Let's set it up with some Thanksgiving dinner talk with Coach Bruce Cassidy. This is the start of his media availability today. Like This is the way it went on for a while, and I wasn't sure we were going to get a hockey question. I talked to Garrett Calloway, a member of the VGK uh, communications and PR staff, and he was like the same way. Are, are we going to get a hockey question? But it fell right in line with Thanksgiving Eve. I'm a turkey all the way guy, to be honest with you. Don't care what else is there except a decent gravy, not too thick. Love cranberry sauce, yeah. Canned or homemade? I don't know. Either or, probably. Huh? I said gravy, just not too thick. Not too thick. There we go. There's uh, there's Bruce Cassidy. <laughs> I was waiting for a cue uh, oh, coming back. I, I thought there was another question because I thought there was like 35 questions. It yeah. felt like 42 questions at the time when you're sitting there like, going, you got a National Hockey League coach no, on no. game day. No, 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 no On no. game day it's, talking it's, about turkey. It's the day before Thanksgiving. There were four questions total. That's perfectly fine. It felt longer than that. It uh, may be, maybe to you because you had Thanksgiving a month ago. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. We're, we're into the thick of it right now, looking forward to uh, to Christmas. What are you thankful for, <laughs> Chapman? Because I know you're thinking about this because you didn't give us a cue back. What, <laughs> what are you thankful for as a, a VGK fan and then in the National Hockey League? Well, I could start with the National Hockey League, and I will say I'm thankful that they have a great television package with ESPN+. Plus where basically I could watch any game. I think it's better than the previous setup that they had. So I'll say I'm thankful that they have a great television deal where, where fans have a lot more access to, to games, I think, than in years past. And, you know, if you have ESPN+, Plus, it, there, there's a lot of other great stuff on there, too. So it was a great thing for the league to partner with ESPN+. Plus. So I'm, I'm, like I'm thankful that. for that. Good. And what about VGK? Well, I'm thankful for Jack Eichel because I think... You know, the, the the fact that we get to see one of the elite players, not only in, in the National Hockey League, but in the entire world, 41 nights a year at T-Mobile Arena, plus hopefully the playoffs this year, I think it, it, it's such a great thing. Like, I don't think we appreciate it as much as fans as we should because you're, you're getting to see maybe one of the top five players in the world. Night well, in, I th- night I out. I think it's coming, Chappie, but I, I know what you're getting at with that. Uh, because he, when they acquired him, he had the surgery, and then the team was decimated by injuries. So he didn't get to develop much chemistry, and then he was hurt himself with with the thumb. We didn't get to see Jack at his at his finest until this year. And when he dunked on Winnipeg, it was a big statement where you've got a game breaker with this team for the first time. It's been a team for the first five years five and a half uh, or four and a half years going into the last uh, year when they acquired him and he was in the lineup. Team, 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 which is great. And you win with team, but having a game breaker like uh, what you're alluding to, that's fantastic. Yeah, I think the the, the superstar aspect yeah. of it. Like, yeah. I, and, and the thing is, I think we, I don't even know if we've even seen the best of Jack Eichel. Like, I don't I, think so. I, I think there's more to come. He doesn't think so. Which is, which is incredible. I mean, it's even better for us because we get to watch him every night. Well, two goals and one shift the other day, and he didn't even get credit for a goal. That's, that's, that's got to be a first. That's, that, that was amazing. Uh, what about you there, Wallace? 
All right, league-wide, I am thankful for reverse retro jerseys. I think it's one of the coolest things that the NHL does in, in kind of, you know, having a unique look for all 32 teams as much or as little as they want to actually wear the jerseys. I, I love the anticipation. I love the leaks. I love looking at what teams are are leaning into and I think it's led to some phenomenal looks uh, I cannot wait for Saturday mainly because of reverse retro day for the Vegas Golden Knights and in the premiere of the new show and everything that goes along with it so reverse retro jerseys uh, that's league-wide what I'm thankful for um, Vegas Golden Knights related I'm thankful for health for Mark Stone uh, getting to see Mark Stone look like himself again on the ice the 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 leadership the the intangibles that he brings to the table but just the fact that he's looking like himself and enjoying hockey again expressive mark stone big time moments uh you cannot you cannot help but love watching him play the game so to me the fact that he's been healthy and looking looking like himself that's that's a huge plus all right i've got three on each side this is my game so i i I wanted to up the ante i didn't want to put too much pressure on you guys so league-wide yeah yeah. (laughs) i like the unpredictability of the game Nobody expected Boston to do what they've done with the injuries and players unavailable at the start of the season, and they've ripped it. 17-2 and to start, and the Vegas Golden Knights fall into that category coming off uh, last season. They've shot to the top of the standings more unexpected than anybody. The New Jersey Devils uh, chasing a 14-game winning streak. That unpredictability part of it, that you don't have it all decided coming into the season, I think is a major, major plus uh, to our sport. I'm thankful for the original six because every time Vegas plays there or an original six team rolls in here, it's unique to hockey to have baseball's got a couple of franchises that are big. Football, everybody's kind of the same. I mean, I know Dallas is a little different or. You, you, you want to fit in uh, Philadelphia. or there, There's some franchises that do stand out, but hockey's got these six iconic franchises that it means something different when you're there or they're here. And it adds a little bit of a, a, a jolt to us, whether they're playing good or whether they're playing uh, uh, bad. Uh, the, the other part uh, about what I love uh, about the National Hockey League is evolving like it's a fast fun sport and last year goals went up in the playoffs i've never seen that before and nobody nobody tried to counter that or there's been no big movement to get back to what it was 10 years ago it's still scoring goals and good on everybody in our sport to evolve and know that that sells that that's fantastic and that you can be happy with a 5-4 win uh, just as much as a 2-1 win. So those are my three league observations. For the Vegas Golden Knights, I love Will Carrier. His ability to take the puck down the ice has always been there. Slide in from the uh, from the right side, take it to the net and get chances. It's it's we've watched it his entire time here. Mm-hmm. But the ability now to put the puck in there and finish and see how much joy there is. He's he doesn't consider himself to be a goal scorer, but and he knows where his 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 bread's buttered. But to see a guy like that that has been rewarded by it is awesome, and appre- he appreciates it. 
Uh, that that is fantastic. I love Will Carrier. What are you shaking your head at? No, nothing, nothing. It was a, it was a really good analogy. I liked it. What what were you saying? What, Where, what? Where's bread's buttered? Yeah, well, exactly. Yeah, I get it. Um, the uh, the other part about the Vegas Golden Knights is the ability to shelf last season. They knew it wasn't what they wanted, uh-huh. but they came back and and they produced something that was akin to what we expected last year. But they produced it. If they would have went nine and seven to start. I think we would have been accepted that as, as progress from last season mm-hmm. to see uh, a, a little bit of growth if they were healthy. But instead, they've come out and they've dominated. I appreciate that. Putting your pedal foot down on that pedal and slamming it home, uh, awesome. And I also appreciate the goalies because as much as it's a low-danger environment with the, with the Vegas Golden Knights, those two guys... Like the pressure of the world was on them mm-hmm. to start this season. Yeah. And they answered it. We got a guy going who's ten and three. Ten and three. The other guys lost one game in regulation in Aiden Hill. That's fantastic. Uh, to to look at, at Logan Thompson's career numbers now. He was ten and five last year mm-hmm. and he's ten and three now. Put that into a season and examine it. Sure. And that's why when we talked earlier about the Calder Trophy. I, I think it's it's there. It's it should be part of the mix, and uh, and I've been impressed how they've responded in making those those saves. That's my uh, my thankfulness. Well, that's good. Mm-hmm. I'm also thankful for Chapman. So, what's your favorite Thanksgiving side? Uh mashed potatoes. There's really no other side. You know, green bean casserole for sure. Yeah. No. Really? No. Don't like vegetables or what? Nah, not I like vegetables. I don't like, I don't like cooked vegetables. What? Yeah, you don't like cooked vegetables. I love my raw peas. I love so my you're a big fan of raw potatoes. Raw I love, peas. Love, love, love carrots. Ugh. No, no. I said potatoes, uh, mashed potatoos. Thanksgiving yeah, dinner. That's, that's it. a cooked vegetable. No, but but the rest of the the rest of the bean casserole <laughs> or anything like that, not a chance. I don't 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 cook the carrots. Don't cook the peas. Uh, but my favorite, my favorite is without a doubt. You put the potatoes down, you put the turkey on top, and then you throw some gravy. I can't do salt anymore. Doctor Barnes has told me no salt, uh-huh. so I have to make an adjustment with that. Uh, but you, you basically have a sandwich and a little bun off to the side. You work mm-hmm. soak that up a little bit, but it's uh, it's layered turkey on top. With uh, some potatoes and some gravy all well, over. Technically, the gravy's on top. Yeah, well, the gravy's all over. But it's on top of the yeah, turkey. Yeah, you pour it on top. And so then it's not it's actually se- the turkey on it top. It seeps in. It's no, a cran- no cranberry sauce nope. for you? Nope. Don't, like, don't even get into the store-bought or homemade. I, I, I have come around to stuffing. Unreal. Yeah. Well, stuffing is delicious. Stuffing is uh, great. Yeah, I can get, I can get into the stuffing now. You know, there's so. there's actually cooked vegetables in stuffing. How do you do yeah, it? Yeah, celery. Uh, and I, but it's it's a it's mashed together, so it's <laughs> it's fine. So let me let me get like you like raw peas? I love raw peas. Take, gotta, taking the pod yeah. and like like breaking it open like sunflower seeds. Love it. You're a strange dude. I like to call myself one of the leaders of society. And uniqueness makes the uh, world a more interesting place. Put that on a T-shirt. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's almost too long, though. The font would have to be too small. What did you think I, of? I, uh, I, 
don't like cooked vegetables. What did you think of Dave Gosher's favorite side? What was his? Brussels sprouts. Yeah, oh, that, buddy. Oh, that was. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's Brussels sprouts, cauliflower, all that stuff. See you later. Gross. Yeah, I would. But, oh, I would, come on. I wouldn't <laughs> eat that stuff. It was wrapped in bacon inside a bun, and I could barely taste it. See now, no I'm, chance. I'm on Team Gosher here, but you and Vince <laughs> Sapienza from Fox Five here in town were not on board with, and Ew. I don't think Ashley was on board with the, with the Brussels sprouts either. Brussels sprouts are a champion vegetable. No, I'm going to Gosher. Champion vegetable. I'm going to the Gosher Estates tomorrow for Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Say and, hello to the uh, dogs for us. And I will uh, to who? To the dogs. Dog. Oh, his dog? Yeah, always barking when we have him on. Yeah, there's only one. It sounds like there's five. <laughs> but his dog's got to be yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she uh, She's not a big fan of humans, other than Dave and Christine. Well, that's good. Yeah, that's uh, that's Me and Ryan are definitely going to push you to go but, then. But I will not be... Uh, I will not be... Petting I the dog? Be having, no, no. I will not be having the whatever Brussels sprouts. Brussels sprouts. Like, <laughs> they're like, good. Like, oh, my goodness. Come on. You, you, you cook them with a little pancetta. No, 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 no Chapman, oil. Chapman. You oh. don't cook vegetables for Darren. That's, that's not that's a right. thing that yeah. you do. I it's don't think you could really eat Brussels sprouts raw. You could. It's uh, not a good be a time, challenge, that's, yeah. That's probably why he doesn't like them. You don't know <laughs> the beauty of a, of a perfectly cooked Brussels sprout. Now, now, it doesn't make me a bad person. It doesn't make me a better person. Eh. It just makes uh, it me might make you a, a bad person. A, a unique person. <laughs> Everybody's got their, their things that they yeah, like. Yeah, because it's super unique to hate Brussels sprouts. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Disgusting. Do we got to go yet? No, no. We still have another <laughs> minute or two. All right. Uh, what about you, Ryan? What's that? What's your favorite uh, side? Oh, favorite side? Uh, certainly green bean casserole. That is a, a big-time winner for me. I, I love green beans, number one. I, I'm a fan of all cooked vegetables, to be honest with you, because I think that's when vegetables are at their best. Um, you got fried onions, but you got to fry the onions yourself. You, you've got to take the extra step, go the extra mile. I'm unique that way. Um, and then I, I think stuffing is awesome, but a, a good dinner roll has to be on the menu. It has to be on your plate or uh, on the side of your plate because that's how you kind of soak everything mm. up. Um, and then cranberry sauce. I, I don't know what you two Yahoo say. Ugh. Cranberry sauce has to be on your plate for Thanksgiving, period, full stop. The important thing with the bun, though, the dinner roll, mm. is when you're going through, because most, uh, a lot of places you go to the kitchen, you serve it up, and then you come back to the table, because if you're at a big gathering, you sure. can't, you can't, you got to put, the, you got to hold the bun in your hand underneath the plate. You can't put it on the plate, because it takes up too much space. I agree that's with a, that. That's a veteran move that's right there. That's the only take you've had that makes any sense. Well, you know what? We're coming together. It's a VGK Insider Show. Those are your one-timers. News and notes from around the National Hockey League, and a little bit extra second helping for you on Fox Sports Las Vegas. When the guy wouldn't stop talking, we had no choice but to give him his own segment. It's time for Catching Up with Chapman. Oh, Christopher. Hi, Darren. Hi, Ryan. So if you've been following the World Cup at all. Yeah, why not? So if you've been following the the World Cup at all. uh, Joyous, joyous morning in the Chapman household is my wife's home country, Japan, Junko. Very, very excited and happy because today the Samurai Blue had maybe the biggest win in the history of the men's program. Now, they still have a little bit of ways to go before they catch the women because the women have actually won a World Cup, but probably the biggest win in the history of the men's program. And uh, so, so we were quite excited about that. But Japan has been catching a lot of really positive press because of how clean 
Uh, they, they their, their fans pick up trash after the stadium, and the team today left the locker room immaculately spotless, and they left origami for the uh, people who have to come in and, I guess, desanitize and all that. But uh, the, the quote of the day came from the team's captain, Maya Yoshida, and I love this quote because... Uh, you know, like I said, they, they, they keep getting a lot of notoriety for how clean they are and how much they clean up after themselves. But he says, the obligatory praise for Japan leaving the locker room spotless yet again after not winning was getting old. I don't want that consolation. I want to win. And they beat Germany. Powerhouse today. Come from behind victory 2-1. to one. So we're going to celebrate tonight and tomorrow because it was a massive, massive win for uh, Japan. You're going to celebrate tonight and tomorrow? Hey, you know what? Why not? Neither one of us got to get up to go to work tomorrow, so we're, we're, we're excited. But what are you going to do tomorrow? Probably drink. Nice. <laughs> Lots of Japanese beer. Nice. Yeah. So get lit tonight, get up, and hair of the dog tomorrow. Do it all over tomorrow. Yeah. Three games of four nights. T-Mobile Arena starting tonight. Vegas, Ottawa. Pre-game shows next on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Chapman's going out.